Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, and we are here for you. As I always say, you and I are the only ones that can either improve our health or destroy our health. And it's all based on our choices that we make every day. It's like laying down bricks. One brick does not make a cathedral. But millions of bricks make a cathedral. And we lay down a brick every day. So day by day by day, we making choices. And those choices can be for good or for bad. So ultimately, our health is a series of the bricks that we lay down one after another. That dessert does not kill us. That teaspoon of sugar does not kill us. But over time, day by day, the desserts, the junk, the fast food, the sugar, the excess carbohydrates, the refined and processed foods, the lack of exercise, cutting sleep, to party, to have fun, just staying up too late at night, a non-healthy diet, are all bricks. Now, they can be good bricks or bad bricks. But in time, as we lay down those bricks, it becomes who we are, healthy or unhealthy. Drugs do not make the difference. Yes, they're necessary because they're very, very significant when we have an accident or an injury or very serious disease because we have not laid down the right bricks. So drugs are important. Doctors do a really good job of drug therapy. They do not help us to become healthy. And healthy is the prevention of disease. So drug companies do not want to make you healthy. They're there to make money off the drugs they sell because you're unhealthy. So it's our job to become healthy. It's our responsibility. If you choose, I'm only giving you some options. And we share with you evidence and studies and science that proves that we can change our health by changing our lifestyle choices. So we're here just to help you understand more about what you can do to be healthy. And we have a lineup of good topics today. We're going to be talking about adaptogens. They're going to be in the news a lot because they balance all of our pathways to be healthy. And they're very safe non-toxic. We'll talk more about that. And we'll talk about how to help anxious kids. Kids do experience anxiety. Kids that had to wear a mask. Kids that go to school and are bullied. Kids that do not understand the, te the, the test scores or the classroom indications. And they become anxious or nervous. And sometimes they cry over little things. 
but affects them in many ways. And we're talking for another reason why it's important to reduce your visceral fat. Now, your visceral fat is that fat within your belly that surrounds all your glands and organs. Sometimes it looks like a pot belly or the beer belly or the bread belly, the belly fat. All that fat in the abdomen is more dangerous to our health than fat all over our body. None of it is good. But the visceral fat is the most dangerous kind of fat. We talk about iron and what iron can do for you and how to recover and recharge after you've had a viral infection like COVID-19. Many people do not recover for months, even years. And many of them are experiencing side effects. Even after they have tested negative of the virus, they still have side effects that have left left them with conditions that are undesirable. So we can talk about all that today, too, right here on Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. And always go to our website, terrytalksnutrition.com. There you can listen to the radio show anywhere around the world. You can subscribe to our newsletter that goes out every Friday to your email address. And you can also go into the archive section of both the newsletter and the radio show. And you can listen to the radio shows anytime you want. And if you miss one, you can go in and listen to it again. And you can also read all the newsletters that we have archived in the e-newsletter archive section on the website. And videos and a, a lot of good information, including buying one of my books. You'll get a lot of information. The books are $8.95. You'll get plenty of information and really get your money back just by having more education, more knowledge on how you can be healthy. So why are Americans feeling sad and tense? They're always suffering from stress. So what is the reason for people feeling bad all the time? Express scripts. A pharmacy benefits manager reports that prescriptions for anti-anxiety and those medications that are prescribed for anxiety are up 34%. And prescriptions for antidepressants are up almost 20%. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, but it goes up all the time. This is just the last recent statistic And we're already at a high level. So we're just adding more damage to our health. And we could easily have a natural alternative as an antidepressant or a natural product as the anti-anxiety solution. 
However, experts note that tolerance to many of these medications can develop in as little as two weeks. So that means leading to higher and higher dosages in order for them to work. They work temporarily for the first week or second week. And then the medications have a resistance that we don't get as much benefit as we did in the first one or two weeks. It works in the first one or two weeks because we are coming off of an extremely low level of depression or anxiety. So we see a temporary bump, but then a bump doesn't go up any higher. So the results increased rates of adverse effects from these drugs, including nausea, weight gain, insomnia, and reduced sex drive. A better answer, what can we use rather than a drug? There's a lot of research on the collection of herbs called adaptogens. A-D-A-P-T-O-G-E-N-S, adaptogens. It's been coined from the word adapt. Our body must adapt to changes. When we experience cold weather, that's very stressful. Hot weather, very stressful. Relationship building, very stressful. Requirements on the job, very stressful. Divorce, very stressful. Illnesses, stressful. On and on and on, every day you can encounter a stressful situation. But these adaptogens from thousands and thousands of studies have proven to be very powerful herbal medicines to reduce stress, anxiety, and depression. Now, there are some qualifications that have to be required to be called an adaptogen. First, they have no side effects whatsoever. No side effects. Non-toxic. And what they do is they restore the body to a a harmonized, balanced condition. So what I'm saying is that if your body is under-functioning, it brings up the body to a balance. And if it is too high, it brings it down. So bring up what is too low and bring down what is too high. Balance. That's what nature is all about is balance. You don't want pathways being overexpressed or underfunctioning. So these adaptogens help the body adapt and resist the negative effects of illnesses, stress, depression, anxiety, and all the other challenges that we face in these conditions. So adaptogens fight fatigue. If you're struggling with fatigue, exhaustion, tired all the time, adaptogens will help provide energy without stressing the body 
and not using a stimulant. It increases energy levels, help fight off illnesses, can be both calming and energizing without excessive stimulation. One of the adaptogens that I'm thinking of, in fact, let's talk about two of them. I think two, and there are many. In the 1950s, adaptogens was first discovered as a way to maintain balance of the pathways in the body. And there was only at that time a few herbs that would classify as an adaptogen. Now, over the last 70 years, we have now about 100 herbs that classify as adaptogens. I'm going to talk about two today. Ashwagandha, a very powerful adaptogen. It's been used medically or medicinally for thousands of years without side effects. And modern research continues to find even more uses for ashwagandha as we do more studies and science evidence-based studies to determine what ashwagandha can really do. It reduces cortisol levels. Cortisol is a stress hormone. And when you're under stress, when I'm under stress, cortisol levels rise. And when it gets up, when it's overexpressed, that's when we become moody, angry, obnoxious, sarcastic, meaningful, sarcastic. Not in a dry, kind of a comic way to be sarcastic, but really just being sarcastic, me, me, being, being mean. Cortisol puts it out of balance. Now, there's ways to lower cortisol. I love DHEA, which is a hormone that is within balance of the cortisol levels. So when cortisol levels go high, DHEA goes lower, and it actually imbalances the pathways of the body that are involved with DHEA and cortisol. But also ashwagandha reduces cortisol levels by almost 30%, reducing stress, angry, anxiety, all stressful situations. And under all these stressful situations, one of the side effects is gaining weight because people eat too much when they're under stress. Because eating is pleasure. And when they're stressed, they don't have the pleasure they desire. So they eat. Stressed out people eat too much. 300 to 500 calories a day more when they're under stress. That's a pound, that's a gain of a pound a week. Now, ashwagandha, 77% reduction. In depression scores, that's huge. 77% reduction. And 75% reduction in anxiety scores. 
and 64% reduction in stress scores in a clinical study of people with a history of chronic stress. That's huge. That's very significant. Just let me go over that again. 77% reduction in depression. 75% reduction in in anxiety. And 64% reduction in stress scores in a clinical study of people with a history of chronic stress, depression, and anxiety. Now, for people with mild cognitive impairment, that means you don't think as clearly as you once did. As we get older, there's temporary forgetfulness, short-term memory loss. They don't have quite the ability to understand skills and how to improve skills. Reading becomes more of a challenge. Understanding. But eight weeks of ashwagandha significantly improved memory and attention, learning skills, concentration, focus, and the ability to learn. You know, as they say, you can't teach old dogs new tricks. Sometimes that's true. Because as we get older, we don't have the ability to learn. Our brain cells do not connect with each other. So for mild cognitive impairment, and as we get older, we all experience that. But eight weeks, eight weeks of ashwagandha supplementation significantly improved memory and attention. And the other one I really like is rhodiola. Unfortunately, rhodiola may be very, very difficult to get in the future. It's one of the most sought-after adaptogens. And because of the high demand, it may outstrip the supply. There's a very difficult, there's rhodiola now growing almost around the world. But the supply is not sufficient, significant enough to meet the demand for it. It has become a very demanded adaptogens. And what it does, it boosts energy during physical exertion, increases mental performance and concentration, relieves the symptoms of anxiety, alleviates mild to moderate depression, improves physical fitness and reduces mental fatigue. And it's shown to help regulate menstrual cycles and may help increase fertility. And very well known for its ability to increase and enhance sexual desire and libido. Now these are just two herbs known as adaptogens, or known as adaptogens, without side effects, no known side effects, no adverse events, extremely safe and effective, 
But what I like to do is I like to take them together. So if you really want to know how to use them, I would take a combination of ashwagandha and rhodiola. It can be taken daily for energy levels, immune support, mental clarity, and strength. Now, you can also use this combination of ashwagandha and rhodiola during times of increased stress or illness. I like to take them on an empty stomach, if possible. And I think a good combination is somewhere between 500 and maybe 1,500 milligrams of the combination daily. That gives you a very good dosage level based on clinical studies. This would be very, very effective. No known side effects. So what that means, no one knows the level that will be the most effective for you or for me. So we must use what is called trial and error. See what works. You know, medicine is not a science. It's an art. If it were a science, everybody in the world that has type 2 diabetes would take the same amount of medication. If you have type 1 diabetes, everyone in the world would be taking the same units of insulin daily around the world. But everybody is different. We are not anywhere comparable. We are very individually unique. Individuality is huge among humans. So 500 milligrams may be perfect for one person. And some people may try it and say, well, this product doesn't work. It may not work for you because you need a higher dosage or a lower dosage. Everybody has to find the correct dosage. We can give you suggestions. We can give you ideas as to how much you may need based on clinical studies, based on on case studies, observational studies. But no one knows the exact dosage for everybody. So try it. Anywhere, most times, you will see ashwagandha and rhodiola at about maybe 500 milligrams in a capsule. So you can take one or two or three or four capsules daily. Whatever works is what works. So two of my favorites, ashwagandha and rhodiola. So let's... Let's extend our talk about anxiety. Ashwagandha and rhodiola work extremely well for anxiety and depression. But now I want to talk a little bit about anxious kids. Yeah, kids can also experience anxiety. It's not uncommon. In fact, it is increasing in kids. The U.S. Preventative Services Task Force now recommends that kids as young as eight years old, eight years old, should be screened for anxiety. 
Well, that's a recommendation to find out how many more kids they can prescribe drugs to. You know, they're trying to widen the population to prescribe more drugs to. That's another way to increase sales. You know, years ago, cholesterol was considered to be normal at about 240, and now they want everybody down to 200. Nothing's changed. But because when you get the change from 240 for a score on your cholesterol, now it's 200, now you have included a lot, lot more people that would then require, based on their recommendations, more statin drugs. So now they're selling more statin drugs. The same with all drugs. So now that they're recommending that kids as young as eight years old be screened for anxiety. That opens up a whole new population of kids that then would be required to take a drug. It is estimated up to 30% of teens suffer from some form of anxiety. And the anxiety rates in kids have almost doubled, tripled, in fact, since 2020. Two years. The anxiety rate has almost tripled. What has the last two years done to you as well? We've had the pandemic. We've had a lot of things happen in 20, from 2020 to 2022. The war in the Ukraine. What a sad, sad situation. We toured the Ukraine in August of 2021. A beautiful, beautiful country. Wonderful people, very friendly. The city was phenomenal. We were in Kiev, we were in Lviv, we were in Odessa. It was one of the best trips we ever we were ever on. Beautiful, beautiful country. Loved it, loved it, loved it. My heart goes out to those people because those same streets that are blown to bits were streets that we walked down. I can't imagine what war is like. We thank God for where we are today, even though you know we face inflammation. <laughs> inflation. Well, it is bad as inflammation. It is infl. <laughs> it is um, something that we don't want to experience anyway. Well, that, my friends, I've got to pause here. We're going to come back right now, right in a few minutes, and talk about anxious kids that have a harder time paying attention in school. So we'll come back right after this, right here on Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. And welcome back, my friends. This is Terry Naturally. Um, what, a, what a flub I made when I went into the break, but um, we'll get back on track. <laughs> uh, this is Terry Talks Nutrition, and I'm Terry Naturally. We'll be here to the top of the hour, so a lot more, maybe 20, 28 minutes to go, so you have a lot more information coming your way. So stay with us, but if you have to leave us, you can always go back and re-listen to this show by going to our website, terrytalksnutrition.com. Go to the radio show 
archive section, and you can pull up any of all of our radio shows or this one and listen and listen and listen again. The more you listen, the more you learn. The more we read, the more we learn. I'm reading constantly. Now for kids, anxiety. As young as eight years old are now being screened for anxiety. And it's estimated that up to 30% of teens suffer from some form of anxiety. And the anxiety rates in kids have almost tripled since 2020, just two years. Anxious kids have a harder time paying attention in school and may mistakenly be thought to have ADHD and treated with stimulants, which actually makes anxiety worse. So now there are ways to naturally relieve anxiety for kids. Very safe suggestions, recommendations. Now one is omega-3 fatty acids. Those are the omega-3s from fish oil found in salmon. And I will tell you of a very special form based on some research in France. They use a lot of salmon. They use a lot of seafood and fish in salmon. Excuse me, in France. Now, this is a very special form of omega-3. It is not an oil. Oils are taken from the body of the fish, the filet. The omega-3 that is bound to phospholipids and not triglycerides are found in the head of the salmon. When salmon was prepared for restaurants and household kitchens, they cut off the head of the salmon and was using it for dog food and cat food. But three very knowledgeable neuroscientists who were studying the brain was wondering what possible function could be found from the head of the salmon rather than, well, in some cases, throwing it away. Nobody eats the head of the salmon. Well, some do in some fish soups. But there's a very powerful omega-3 fatty acid bound to phospholipids in the head of the salmon. It's not an oil. The ones I've seen in France are a tablet or a capsule. And it has a very high intake of DHA and EPA. These are the omega-3 fatty acids, which is associated with a less risk of anxiety disorders, and also ADD and ADHD. Anxiety is linked to inflammation, and omega-3s are anti-inflammatory. In a clinical study, 
omega-3 supplementation in teens with a genetic disorder, a condition that increases the risk of schizophrenia, reduce their risk of serious mental illness, and improve cognitive function. All based on omega-3. Very safe. Non-toxic. It's a natural food. But you want it from the head of the salmon. The head of the salmon contains five different phospholipids. And they are the same five phospholipids that are found in the human brain and in the same ratio. Extremely valuable. Another herbal solution or answer to anxiety is the plant called Echinacea angustifolia. Now, Echinacea is known for colon flu because there are compounds in Echinacea that alleviate fever, cough, cold, and flu. But there are also a group of compounds found in the same Echinacea called alkamides that are not associated with colon flu but with reducing anxiety as effectively as prescription drugs without any side effects and very safe for kids over four years of age. And the dosages are very, very small. With cold and flu, you might use 250, 500 milligrams, two, three, four times a day in order to reduce anxiety, the alkamides of echinacea are only 40 to 80 milligrams daily. Very small dosage, safe for kids. If kids are anxious, they don't want to go to school, they're, you know, they cry or they just hesitate to go. We have not, have had a very good uh, school year in the last two years. And kids become anxious. They're worried. Things are happening. So echinacea would be extremely valuable for kids over four years of age. The omega-3 and the echinacea can be used together. There's no counterindication. Very, very safe together. Now, here's some research that was very interesting, that for you and I to have a healthier heart, we have to take care of our liver. So what does liver have to do with our heart? Well, let's explore that. New statistics on fatty liver, which is called non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which is a very common condition, even in kids. Years ago, fatty liver was caused by alcohol. Alcoholics had a fatty liver and cirrhosis and liver cancer. Now we're seeing more and more fatty liver disease in kids. Over 18% of children 
have fatty liver disease and adults. Somewhere between 100 million people, adults, have fatty liver disease. It is the new area of research for drug companies to come up with a drug that will cure fatty liver disease. So what causes fatty liver disease? The excess, the excessive consumption of carbohydrates and sugar, which creates fat. And the fat replaces the healthy liver cells with more fat. So commonly a liver weighs four to five pounds. And in some cases, it can weigh as much as 20 pounds, but it's all fat. It replaces the healthy liver cells with fat. And new research studies report that one out of every four Americans, 25%, have high deposits of liver fat or fat in their liver, a condition called fatty liver. It's the number one challenge that drug companies want to meet to find to be the first ones to market with a drug to cure fatty liver. Well, there is a cure. Stop eating carbohydrates and sugar. The leading cause of death in people with fatty liver is heart disease. Developing fatty liver more than doubles the risk of heart disease and increases the risk of dying from heart disease by 50%. Why? Well, severe liver disease leads to persistent chronic inflammation throughout the entire body. Inflammation in the blood vessels is the first step towards hardening of the arteries. The plaque deposits in the arteries narrows the diameter, internal diameter of the arteries. That raises blood pressure and ultimately heart disease. There are just two things that cause all disease. Oxidative stress where cells are damaged and destroyed and killed throughout the body and in the weakest part of the body for every individual. It could be different in everyone. But the weak link in the body is where most disease will be damaging the body. Oxidative stress, where does it come from? Well, uh, oxidative stress, we need sun. Sunshine is wonderful. Don't we feel better when the sun is shining? Don't we feel happier when the sun is shining? But when we get a sunburn, that burn damages the cell. And that causes oxidative damage, oxidative stress. Smoking. Obesity, being overweight, being fat, being overly fat, 
all the pesticides, Roundup, chemicals, preservatives, which were not used 50 to 70 years ago. Now we're using more chemicals, more pollution, more radiation, even solar radiation. We are getting oxidative stress, which ultimately causes inflammation. And then we have chronic inflammation, which in time destroys the weakest link in the body. It can be your joints, can be your heart, can be your brain, can be your liver. Wherever there is the most inflammation, it'll cause the most damage. So we need to eat an anti-inflammatory diet. We need to live an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. And we can take supplements to improve the reduction of inflammation. So oxidative stress and inflammation causes 98% of all diseases, not those that are contagious or those that are viral infections or bacterial infections, but those that are metabolic processes are actually just the fact that we are causing inflammation and oxidative stress. Now there are three steps to obtaining a healthier liver. Eating healthy fats. Now, doesn't that sound crazy? Because fats don't cause us to gain weight. Healthy fats, in the absence of carbohydrates and sugar, is a better energy force. And the fat that is in the liver The fatty liver is caused by sugar and carbohydrates. In a study looking at the effects of dietary sugar on liver fat, people following a low-sugar diet, and now the drug companies are trying to make a drug to treat fatty liver. But in a study, people showing, following, I should say, following a low-sugar diet had a 31% decrease in liver fat. And the group of people eating the typical diet, American diet, the fat was unchanged. But when the people following a low-sugar, low-carbohydrate diet had a 31% decrease in liver fat. The herb that can treat and reduce fatty acid liver is andographus. Andographus. Actually reduced fatty acids in the liver by 33%. And curcumin. Curcumin and andographus together would probably meet all of your needs for a healthy body. In an eight-week study in patients with fatty liver, 78-78-78% of the patients receiving curcumin saw a reduction in liver fat, while the placebo group, 17% of the placebo group, 
had an increase in liver fat. So the dosages and agraphas, around 400 milligrams, standardized at 20% andographide, the, the key compound of andographas. 400 milligrams, standardized at 20%, or therefore 80 milligrams of the andographolides, twice a day. And the curcumin, 750 milligrams of curcumin that is complexed with turmeric essential oils twice a day. That combination has been very successful in lowering the accumulated fat in the liver. Well, while we're on the subject of fat, let's talk about visceral fat. And another reason to reduce fat. But you can't, you know, isn't it strange? Have you thought about it? 70 years ago, fat was very commonly consumed in America. Good fat. Even bacon grease, bacon drippings, meat, dairy products, full, full milk products. There, weren't, there were no low fat, no fat. They were whole milk. We ate a lot of fat in the early 1900s, and heart disease was not what it is today. And then fat became a dangerous food to eat. It would cause heart disease, but it never did. And it was never proven that it did or could or would. So as more and more people started to reduce their fat intake, they included more carbohydrates and sugar. The other monster, or the monster, and now that we have lowered fat and increased carbohydrates and sugar, everybody is getting fat. 58% of America is obese. That means grossly overfat, grossly fat. And 91% of Americans are considered to be overly fat, too fat for their health. Now, that does not come from eating fat. That comes from eating carbohydrates and sugar. And visceral fat is the fat on the inside of the body that builds up around the internal organs. And it is the most dangerous kind of fat. It's the most unhealthy type of fat. And visceral fat makes colon cancer worse. That's, you, you all see it. It's called the pot belly or the beer belly or the bread belly. They just have a big belly. If they were honest with themselves and would go home at night in their bedroom alone, undress, and walk towards the wall, the first thing that would hit the wall is the belly. And then you know you're over fat. 
and researchers looked for connections between visceral fat levels and a five-year survival in patients treated for colon cancer. The results of this research study, a high level of visceral fat, belly fat, was associated with a five times increased risk of cancer reoccurrence. High levels of visceral fat increase the risk of dying from cancer in the next five years by almost six times. There are so-called inflammatory markers, IL-6 and TNF. These are markers, biomarkers. that are called inflammatory markers. They're excessively produced in the body. They're overexpressed. In fact, they were up 47% higher in patients with high visceral fat whose cancer reoccurred versus patients who had no cancer reoccurrence. That makes us more prone to cancer. In fact, smoking is responsible for about 40% of all forms of cancer. Being overly fat, obese, is responsible for about 30% of all cancers. Now that's 70% of the cancers in America. And yet they're spending billions and billions and billions of dollars looking for a cancer cure. The best cure for cancer is prevention. Become healthier. Reduce your sugar and carbohydrates. Eat more high quality fats like olive oil. Eat more fruits and vegetables, especially berries. Add nuts to the diet. These are all healthy additions to a diet that will make you healthier and reduce the inflammatory markers and reduce your chance of colon cancer or reoccurrence of colon cancer. Now, let's talk about one more thing before we close out our program today. And that is the subject of iron, I-R-O-N, iron. It is the most common nutrient deficiency. Everybody tries to avoid it based on one flawed study a number of years ago. Iron deficiency is the most common nutrient deficiency in the world. And the signs of low iron include fatigue, lack of energy, a pale complexion, irregular heartbeat, Sudden, unexplained anxiety, hair loss. Several studies have connected suboptimal levels of iron, or otherwise iron deficiency, with hair loss, especially in women. Iron deficiency-related hair loss can look like traditional male and female pattern baldness. 
So how do you choose a good iron supplement? Well, avoid ferrous sulfate. It is the worst form of iron, poorly absorbed, and frequently causes constipation and bloating. 50% of people prescribed supplemental ferrous sulfate stop taking it because of the side effects, the adverse effects. Look for heme iron, H-E-M-E, heme iron from liver extract. Most bioavailable form of iron, up to 33% absorption versus only 2% or less for the iron salts like ferrous sulfate. This liver extract iron is well tolerated, few if any adverse effects or side effects, lower dosage effective, and from an animal source. It's complex to heme iron, hemoglobin. It raises the hemoglobin and blood levels, red blood cells. It is not as well absorbed as heme iron, but still three to four times more bioavailable than iron salts. Significantly fewer issues with side effects, adverse effects, especially regarding bloating and constipation and is really preferred by patients in comparison trials. And it increases your endurance, stamina, and just your sense of well-being. Well, again, my friends, our hour is up, but I, I'll be back here tomorrow, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. Join me again if you can. And, of course, if you're going to church, that is a better place to be than with Terry. But otherwise, I'd be happy to have you join me. Be here another hour on Sunday. So with that, my friends, please say a prayer for this crazy, crazy world. It's mad and insane the way it's going. So God bless you, my friends, and God bless America. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.